Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. My name is Andre Scamboa, and I am the host of the Ponytails podcast. If you guys have never heard about us, if this is your first episode, welcome, welcome. Hope you enjoy. Uh, this is a show where we talk about people uh, who sold books door to door in college for 80 hours a week. It's this crazy internship. Uh, it's kind of like a cult, <laughs> kind of, but not really. Depends on who you ask. Um, anyway, the long story short of it is that we get to interview those people and they tell us about their stories of their time doing that and then a little bit about what they're up to now. Uh, so it's sometimes it's hilarious, sometimes it's serious, sometimes it's crazy. Uh, but all in all, it's been a good fun. This has been a really cool story. We started in November of 2020, and now we're here. Um, a couple of announcements before bringing our guests on for today, which I'm super excited about. Uh, it's it's Robin Mukherjee. For you, you guys probably already know this if you're here and if you're tuning in. But we're excited because obviously a legendary figure in the alumni world of Southwestern Advantage. And so, um, yeah, of course, we're not as affiliated with Southwestern Advantage at all, but this is uh, it, this is for uh, a show by alumni for alumni, and so excited about that. So quick introduction before I bring Robin on. Uh, Robin sold between 1992 to 1997, and then he was sales manager until 2014. We can talk about why it was only till 2014. Hopefully that's going to be a good story. If he wants to share, it's totally his call. Uh, he won the Excellence Award three times and is coming live to us from scotland which is super exciting i just also found out this is actually kind of funny we um obviously with these european guests and actually going forward we're just recording so this is actually pre-recorded so you guys are listening to a pre-recorded unedited raw version of this conversation but normally what we do is we call ahead and do like a 15-minute conversation about what to expect on the show figuring out how to book them all this stuff robin just goes do you want to just do it right now i said all right, let's do it right now. So that's the way to do it. So let me bring him on and uh, welcome him to the show, Ponytails Podcast. How's it going, Robin? Doing great, Andres. Thanks. Uh, thanks for changing your shirt. I was a bit nervous when I saw that Southwestern shirt. <laughs> 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 yeah. I was going to start shaking and it's going to have flashbacks and things like that. But I appreciate you, you know, have um, more appropriate attire on. So that's good. Yeah. By the way, big shout out to Enlight Energy. They're also our sponsors. Julio Hernandez runs the company and uh, they're he's a book guy. Yeah. Uh, big hi to Julio. How's he doing now? That's, that's great. Last yeah. time, I think he was at third home at one point and, yes. then, and then he must have set up an energy company. So that's great. Glad he's doing yeah, he his decided- own he decided to do his own thing, as we all kind of find out is usually the better thing. Um, yeah. No offense. You know, for those of you who haven't, that's cool. You guys are doing the right thing. But some of us decided, you know, we're going to do our own thing. And so uh, this is super exciting to have you on. Um, oh, sorry. What's up, buddy? My dog just snuck in here. Um, anyway, so the the best thing about about working with Julio is I, I now work with Enlight Energy myself. And so uh, there, was a, there was a lot to learn from him. He's a great dude. So I'm glad that you know who he is. And I'm glad that... Uh, you're uh you're 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 familiar <laughs> i am yeah so let's jump into let's jump into the show we usually like to talk about what you're up to now what what life is like um and and, and kind of catch up with you so what's since 2014 till now what's life been like for you to fill us in on 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 the life of of robin Mukherjee in the last few years uh it's been great oh it's been um i'd say the most enjoyable um eight years <laughs> of my career um and <laughs> you know I spent spent the first three months of it in a legal battle with Southwestern, so I'm glad that was put behind us. Um 
And then um, we oh, set wow. up a company in 2008. Yeah, my wife and I, uh, Angie, who's a big girl, amazing woman, sold for, um, I think, 10 or 11 summers. And she was there for 14 years um, until we started our family. Um, so that was probably the best thing about Southwest was meeting Ange. Um, but anyway, um, 2008, I got a, an email from a buddy of mine from college. Uh, he'd been the rugby club captain two years after me. So I kind of showed him the ropes and, uh, and we kept in touch. And, and he actually worked for, uh, it was like a mimic company of Southwestern in the UK. Southwestern really didn't like them, but we were all friends anyway. Uh, it's kind of called Airpick. They sold aerial photos, people's homes. And oh, uh, yeah, yeah, we used to bump into each other on campus and go to the bar at night for all young fellas and have a good laugh, take each other's posters down, you know, things like that. Anyway, um, <clears throat> several <laughs> years later, 2008, Andy sent me an email and he wanted to meet up. Um, and at that stage, I had about 500 people in my organization, so I was pretty busy. And I was like, Andy, I, I really don't have time with three kids under the age of three as well. So I'm like, I don't have time or bandwidth or any interest in doing anything else, but I'd love to see you, you know, as a friend. So it's like, yeah, we'll fly up anyway. And he brought a guy called Steve Cook up, who um, was one of the very first people from Europe to sell books um, in 1987. And he'd gone back and set air pick up and basically copied Southwestern. And um, <laughs> <laughs> they hit... So he wasn't hugely popular with Southwestern, but he's a great guy. Um, and um, then they'd got into frozen food and they'd sold that. And then they'd stumbled into telecoms and they just sold their first company for several million. And they were about to do their second incarnation. And they're like, you know, Robin, we really want you to run our sales function. And I'm like, well, I can't do that. I'm kind of busy, but... Um, my wife, Angie, is kind of looking to speak to adults again after three years of being a full-time mom. And so Southwest <laughs> some sort of shitty job with the alumni department paying like peanuts. <laughs> so, <laughs> when, you know, she's not going to do that. She's worth a lot more than that. So she, she and I started up um, Two Circles Consulting. Um, and that's a telecoms uh, sales division. So we sell business-to-business uh, -business telecoms. So fixed line, mobile, data, VoIP, connectivity. Um, so mm. you know, one of the reasons we're able to speak tonight is we've both got great connectivity. If we had crappy connectivity, we wouldn't be speaking. So um, so that, that we kind of started that. Uh, Spencer got wind of it. In those days, I had just won the Excellence Award again, and Spencer and I were really tight. We got in great. I was very um, close to Spencer. And uh, he found out about two circles and gave me a phone call and said, Robin, I'm going to fly over and see you. It was early December. So he, I said, that's oh, great. Boy. You're always welcome. I love spending time with you, Spenny. He flew over 29th of December, right in the Christmas vacation. <laughs> Bear in mind, he's like 72, 73 years old by this stage. So. Right. It wasn't like he uh, hadn't been pretty successful already. I don't think I was a major, a major part of his future success. But he wanted uh, he wanted um, to own South uh, 
two circles consulting and he wanted me to stay at Southwestern. So he spent two days in his Christmas holidays with us and we uh, then argued for 15 months and went through various oh. battles and um, Southwestern became partners in two circles. And then in 2014, they, um, they got a little, uh, what shall we say, overly ambitious about how much of the company they wanted to own. So we parted ways. That's a very, very, very short version of a... Oh, uh, damn. Yeah. So ever since, so then, and, 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 you know, it was, it wasn't the most amicable of partings. And, uh, we basically, um, you know, Angela put a lot of money into the business and we built it up and we, um, we've sold it a couple of times and we started it and it's been an incredible success. It's been great fun. Um, I've, I still work with some of my favorite people in the world. We've all worked together for over 20 years. Uh, they all own part of the business, so they're all partners in the business. And you, I go to work with my best buddies and old book guys and girls each each day, you know. So it all works out really, really well. And um, at the same time, our, our children, Sam and Ollie and Cameron, have become very good golfers. So we spend a lot of time on the circuit um, taking them to tournaments and and they're going to come back to the States and go to college uh, starting next year. Uh, they wow. got a scholarship to go all the way through school and and um, they're going to be back to the States. So it's all gone full circle. We love America, love American people, love everything that it stands for. And, uh, you know, if, if um, yeah, things hadn't gone upside down with the, uh, with uh, the CEO at the time, then we would have uh, still been at Southwest, and I loved what I did. I, I loved the kids, loved building yeah. my organisation, and we had a lot of fun. We had kids from South Africa, all over Europe, uh, Brazil, yeah. um, all over the UK, and and we had three different programs, which was unique. We had the UK program, the US summer program, and the US winter program. So. There were a lot of Sunday meetings and a lot of sizzler trips that came off the back. <laughs> so, yeah, hope that wow. gives, you, gives you a flavor of what, what we've been doing since. Wow. Well, do you mind if I dig into that or is that a story for another time? It's your call. It's up to you. <laughs> All right. Let, yeah, let me, do, let me do some digging because you're not the first person and names will not be named because they've asked for privacy, but th- there are a lot of people who've had, who've had, uh, legal encounters of which you know i'm not expecting to get any but you know the, the nature of the show right but yeah. what what why why do you think there's such a big gripe with that i mean there, there seems to be this common like two camps one camp is you know southwest is great we love southwestern everything's awesome and then there's this other group of people maybe the bigger group that is that it has kind of bumped ugly so let's just say that way they've they've they've, they've locked horns a little bit with southwestern what causes that where do you think that the source of that comes from that you've been through it maybe you can give some insight on that uh stupidity um just ridiculous behavior by unreasonable people um, I, I think it's better now. I think you know they lost a lot of really good people, and they've mm. you know, they, they've they've realised that. And I and incidentally, I don't blame Spencer at all for it. Spencer, he tried for six years to make it work, 
he he was not the the, the challenge. Um, he's a great guy, and I only have great things to say about him. And I I remained friends with him until he passed away in mm. 2017, and I'm really really glad about that. And we had a lot of we drank a lot of wine together, did a lot of great <laughs> nights in Edinburgh together. And um, you know, being having been part of my life is a is a really positive, an incredible thing. Looking back at, at it, you know, I didn't didn't think much of it at the time. I just thought he was a friend and someone I worked with, and I learned a lot from him. And I, I always sure. you know, I was like a sponge, you know. But um, there is definitely cultural challenges associated with believing that you owned people and their IP and their lives, and um, I think that's better now because i've seen you know it seems like some of the other guys are now having side hustles and mm-hmm. uh, you know things that that they're allowed to do without it impinging so maybe maybe a real positive that came out of it was we uh we sort of broke the glass ceiling i guess yeah uh, it would seem so yeah i would I agree just, i just wish i hadn't cut myself on it so much <laughs> <laughs> But that's you know a, what? That's a great way to say it. it. It was one of those great things where if I hadn't, like, because I promised my kids, um, my big kids, I said, you know, I'll I'll be there for you. I will never leave you. If you've committed to me, then I'll commit to you. I'm never going to let you down. And I never did. I never, I, I never did. And lots of other, lots of them did. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and uh, we had lots of conversations about that. And again, I'm still really close to loads of them. Um, but at the end, the decision was was taken out of my hands. So that was, uh, and it, and if it hadn't been, I'd have still been there trying to sell books in a pandemic, and you know the financial consequences of that um, would have been horrific. Um, the stock price has tanked um, since then. Um, they had this whole mess with Great American, and you know it's uh... just. It's just not, you know, if you look at the revenues and the profits then compared to now, it's really been uh, not managed as well as it could have been, in my opinion. So I can see see where you're saying this. Without me, uh, without me saying too much more, I probably got myself into trouble already, but I'm a free man. I can see (laughs) really good stuff. This is like, all right, this right, is going to yeah. air. Yeah. No, but no, no, but to be honest with you, I mean, I know where you're coming from. And I think where you're the, if I can share like what I've heard on my side, right? Because when you do this with, and you do this kind of thing and you've talked to so many different alumni, you kind of, there's a lot of grapevine that you get. So oh, yeah. some of it is probably rumors and some of it is legit, but here's the experience. Oh, oh, I know, bongo drums going in the background. What's that? A lot of bongo drums. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but you need here's subtitles. what I know. What's that? Do you need subtitles for me? No, you sound good. You sound oh, good. You yeah, I can understand you. I can understand you. I just, there was somebody mowing their lawn and I thought that okay. that's what you were referring to. So I was like, I don't know if you can hear that. Let me know. No, so no, I, I was just Skype. checking, you know. <laughs> Sometimes I, when I came to America, I had to bring a translator along with me. <laughs> no, listen, I've listened to enough uh, commentators on football. Uh, you know, soccer to, to, I got it. I've got, you know, I've, I've picked up the accents. Also, I've talked enough to Pete Burgess. Okay. I believe you know. Yeah. Love Pete. Yeah. I love Pete. Um, He's a lovely guy. And I, and again, someone following his passion, doing his pilot things. Great. Love to see. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they'll try to buy an airline, Southwestern 
airlines hey, oh. <laughs> and then get Pete. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But the thing is onto what you were saying. So it, it's very stark difference. I've talked to a lot of uh, European alumni where they're, a lot of the Estonians have like a side hustle. They have a business that they run. The culture there is you during the summer, you go to America, you sell books and then you come back and you work on your business and they yeah. have their own business. Some of them web this here. If you try to do that here, not so much. And even I have set, had personal experience with, uh, with I've gotten phone calls from people who will not be named who, you know, were wondering about me doing this podcast through Southwestern and, you know, that would kind of defeat the purpose of the show. And, I wouldn't have to be able to have this conversation with you if that was the case. Yeah. And so, and so, so, I mean, from a personal experience, I can even speak where I understand where there seems to be a, a desire to try to own and a very stark line drawn to, if you don't want to be owned, then you are no, you are no longer one of us. And uh, that's a bummer. We've had that conversation on the show with a lot of different alumni who have had that experience. And it, it really stinks because you gave so much to a company, especially you. I mean, hell, what is it? 20 years, 22 years? Of yeah. 23 years of blood, sweat, and tears. Literally, you bled at some point, probably. Well, <laughs> you blood, definitely sweat, sweat and you tears. cried. And a lot of my own investment to build my organization. Except it wasn't exactly. really my organization, right? But, you know, the I, plane rides, the time. Oh. 400 crossings of the Atlantic, mainly paid for by me. <laughs> That's wild. And so yeah. then for that to then turn around and that's, that's the, the hand that was feeding you is not the hand that's trying to squeeze you a little yeah. bit, if not I don't, a lot of it, depending on your experience, but it's hard. It's hard to swallow that. And, and it sucks. It really, it's not a, it's not a, now, as you said, there is been a change in a little bit in the mentality, especially with some of the younger DSMs where they're really pushing hard to build bridges again with the alumni that have left, you know, and the people that have left and, and, and kind of try to create a more, more uh a better community of it but i don't know there's been a lot of people who've been burned by it so and obviously it, it happens it's still kind of a tough a tough thing to look back on um, yeah but you know like i said it was the best thing that ever happened i'm so glad it happened. yeah i just wish i'd been smart enough to do to leave after five summers <laughs> <laughs> see i did four and i was like i'm out yeah yeah i think i think it was diminishing returns after three to five summers in terms of you know, what you can learn but you know there was lots of good times as well and and lots of great trips adventures and um you know and, and the stock plan that they used to have in place where you got the stock at a 25 percent discount and all the evergreen options i think it's all changed a bit now but in those days it was the best stock deal in, in the world and and jerry heffel who was the president until 2007 was a phenomenal leader great guy still a really good friend i was at um my kids were looking at osu um a few weeks ago back in february now and we went and hung out with jerry and he came around and showed us all the campus and all the places he used to hang out and jerry just a, a super super man and a principled guy really great philosophies and probably looking back you know 2008 we started the the new business um and there was a definitely once we saw Jerry had exited and all the VPs had been emptied out as well in 2007. Um, the writing was kind of on the wall for the future of the of the of the business, in my yeah. opinion. So yeah, 
that was kind of the beginning of the end or like the not the end maybe but the change the shift that happened because a lot of people were lost after that for sure yeah it, there was a lot of intellectual property and a, a lot of relationships that that really um got thrown out then you look back and you look at the numbers there was three thousand kids selling there and i think they're down to like i don't know 1500 or 1400 yeah. now, which is yeah. ridiculous i mean that's like i don't know it's a loss. <laughs> it's a lot. Like, like two DSMs. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. You know, what do these guys do? They, they look at the team sizes and, um, you know, it's just insane. The, the average, the, 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 the you know, the, the wall of greats was 20 people, right? You had to have 20 people to be in the wall of greats. And slowly but surely, it, it just, I think it's down to like 10 and then five and whatever else. <laughs> you get to go on the, on the club med trip if you, Bring your cousin to sales school. I mean, it's just a joke. So, anyway. No PSL letter. Oh, man. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have PSLs. They still got that. Yeah, they still got that. Oh, they still got that. And, and here's the thing. Like, I get – I've always said this. I think this is this puts a good bow on that, on this, is to some people, this is – I would say to 99% of the people, Southwestern Advantage is the best internship you could possibly do in college. As far as like the experience, as far as what you get to learn, sure. It's not the best career. You can you can boast the internship all you want, and I will not take away from that. I learned so much. I, I probably learned, learned more selling books than I did in class, really, right? But once you, once you kind of step out of that and you leave, you see the rest of the opportunities, and based on – the perspective that you have now gained based on that experience yeah. and you realize, Oh, there's way more to life than Southwest airlines. You know, <laughs> I, would, I would take that a step further and say, there's lots of great internships for college kids as well. There's no way my kids would sell books. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. I just wouldn't, I, I'd be like, are you crazy? Like, why don't you, you know, <laughs> there's, there's a, there's a million other things you could do. You could build your own business for a start. They're quite entrepreneurial. <laughs> Um, so, nice. you know, it's like, um, you know, there, there's, there's so many different ways, but at the time and, and bear in mind, you know, when I started selling books, it was like pre-internet <laughs> and I'm sure. not joking. It was like, you know, there was no cell phones. I mean, it was, um, it was like the dark ages and, um, you know, so the, 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 the availability of information of other things that you could do was not really there. And, you know, I, I grew up in a great family, but. You know, my family's a medical family. My dad was a doctor. My mom was a nurse. And I didn't really understand business and how it works. So, you know, I'd, I'd like to think now if I was going to do an internship, I'd probably be writing it an investment bank or consultant firm or, you know, something something like that. But sure. um, I certainly, you know, I had a great time selling books. And um, all the, I, 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 I didn't necessarily have a great time selling books. I had a great time building my organization. <laughs> <laughs> having like um, having two hours pee on my book bag was not really my idea of fun. Um, you know, having <laughs> having eight year olds telling that you their mom was unavailable or on a long distance phone call, or a um, three year old come to the door naked and you're like, oh, "I God, this, this is no, not good. I'm out. I'm out." Yeah, yeah. This, oh man. Dad's yelling at you with guns and American accents that are not really educated. Well, that, dads, who, that, dads who were mowing their lawn, that was always a danger side. There was a lot of testosterone going on there. 
lot of people getting territorial about their grass. Yeah, so you know, so yeah, I love the, I love the, the building an organization. I love the kids. I love the whole building character and young people. And my, my philosophy when I was, you know, going through the ranks of being a student manager, a well, ESL, FSL, district sales manager, regional director, and then being president of the international bit, um, or my international bit was always look down, never look up. Um, so you know, my 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 whole reason to be was um, was for the you know to really develop the. The kids and I, I didn't always get it right, but my heart was always in, in the right place with it. And I, I loved, I just loved the the process of seeing them grow. So from that, you know, from that side, it was it was good. And there was a lot of kids that did need it. You know, you were able to help them and, and help them deal with uh, the things they needed to deal with. Yeah, that's that's for sure. Now, now you touched on something. You touched on the 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 1992 and your first summer. And I always like to ask about how how you got into into Southwestern itself. Um, do you mind if we get into that story? No, let's do it. So, okay. uh, like now, I said, this is going to be the quickest ponytails podcast you've ever had. Okay, so that, that's fine. We could we could look. Listen, we had the record is forty two minutes, so we're moving right. on it. We're moving on to it now. Now, before you do so, let me give Wait, a shout out to like, a couple like more. Fifteen minutes adverts at the start. <laughs> yeah, we had to, we had to figure it out. Um, uh, now, now this one will be, this one will be shorter, but I do got to give a shout out to you. Do you, you remember Pat? You know, Pat, you, 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 I, I love Pat. About this. Yeah. Pat so, he was with the Cadillac. He used to do yeah. the balloon skit in sales school. That's right. Which is a great skit. That was like one of the best ones you were like, oh man. He and he's still with Southwestern and he is, he's paying you for advertising, which I just think is the most incredible, beautiful thing that you're still getting. You're actually getting paid by Southwestern. Really? That's right. Let's give him a to shout have this to have this conversation. <laughs> if you that's need to text home, look here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Click here. Or if you're looking to sell homes, click here. Now he yeah. took the good parts of Southwestern and created his own thing with it. And like now they're 99% drama free. Uh the big he, he likes to say that anyway. The biggest thing that uh, that if you're looking for flexibility, if you're looking for something to do that's different and they it's booming, dude, call Pat Roach. It's we don't have to sell Pat Roach on this. Set, call Southwest Real Estate; they're going to be taking care of you. Ninety five percent of their agents stick, as opposed to the rest of the industry, which is ninety five percent of the agents quit after the first year. So all of his agents are earning uh, super high income, and of course, it's really easy to to do real estate nowadays. Um, and again, one more time to Cardinal. For, do you know? Do you remember Quentin Roberts? Did you ever? Did you ever know Quentin Roberts, Robin? I don't know. I don't know the name Quentin Roberts. No. Nick Dale and Pedro Vega. They're creating a big old team. Um, I remember last, Pedro Vega. Yeah, He's Pedro is a legend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he has the record for longest episode. You might have the record for shortest, but we'll see. His is, his was four hours long. Do you want? I I don't presume you want to break that record. Um, no. But uh, yeah, he was on the show uh, back in May, Cinco de Mayo. It made sense that we had a Mexican on the show for Cinco de Mayo, so that was pretty solid. And uh, yeah, solid, solid guy building a great organization. Speaking of someone who uh, had a tough exit of Southwestern for the same kind of similar reasons, but uh, they're crushing it now. And uh, at this point, honestly, we've had I think two or three people uh, get recruited from Carno from because they listened to us on the show. So people are getting those bonuses, and it's exciting. It's exciting that we that uh, they're growing an organization that's apart from and away from um, Southwestern. So. 
happy about them. Shout out to love you guys. You guys are great. And then um, last but not least, Thought Leader. So Thought Leader is with uh, Dylan Barr. Robin, if you ever want to do a TED Talk, I know a guy you need to call. Okay. So, yeah. So if these guys help people get their TED Talks. So if you, uh, it, there's two roles that they're hiring for. They're hiring them exclusively out of ponytails through us. And so basically the first role, if you're listening in and you want maybe the, the average income for this is about fifty to $70,000 a year. It's very entry level. So this would be more like you sold one summer, two summers and are looking to still build your sales skills. Uh, you're calling warm leads to set them up and qualify them for the enrollment specialist, which is the second role that they have available. That person is essentially calling all those warm leads that have been qualified. You have a schedule already filled in and you're just all day talking to people about how to get their awesome stories onto a platform that can be validated through TEDx. So that's exciting. Call Dylan Barr, DB at thought leader this is it's on the screen if you're listening in it's db at thought-leader.com if you're interested their earnings uh for the enrollment specialist is about 130 to 250,000 a year uh and they've helped 400 people already land our tedx talk so that is who we are working with love you guys lots you guys are amazing thanks dylan thank you for coming to my ted talk back to robin now roll the clocks back a little bit what's that you missed the best bit about Southwestern real estate. What was that? It's only 40% commission to sell your house. <laughs> That's right. That's the <laughs> sell your house. Mm. Um, actually, I need to buy a house, so I need to I need to call someone. Yeah. I just got married. So I need to like we're like we're into that part now where it's like we gotta start buying a home here soon. Yes. Um, it's so expensive in Portland though. Ugh. But We'll make it happen. Listen, you should sponsor so that I can buy a house. That's what. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's what, <laughs> two suits. Was go. it? That, that sounds so- great. I'll just uh, yeah, get two suits. Well, but the problem is that you know all our telecoms provisions in the UK, you know. So uh, I guess the I have to have a look at your uh, imprint in the UK market. Yeah, you guys don't do any other European countries at all, though. Ah, no. There's 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 a forty billion. Um, industry in, in the uk there's there's more than enough to go around so Dang. I, I, I did my years of traveling you know i've, I've done my I've, I've got my uh four million mile card in america i, I don't need to get on the plane again <laughs> you could you could die without ever getting on a plane ever again here pretty much be, yeah. uh, that's you're all set <laughs> that's fair that's fair we could talk about this could be a story for another time um, story you're gonna, for, ask, you're gonna ask about 1992 in the dark ages. That's where we were at. That's right. That's right. Well, and maybe I, I was actually curious too about your because your dad's from India. You said your yeah. dad's Indian, and yeah. so maybe maybe like how did you guys end up in, in in Scotland? And then how did you go from being in Scotland? And then who approached you about selling books? Maybe tell a little bit about your story from as far back as you wish to go. Sure. Well, I mean. Uh, my dad came over he, he he did his medical degree in Kolkata in India and he came over to the UK in 19 I think it was like 1957 something like that and um, he only came for a couple of years to do his fellowship to become a surgeon and then he met my mom who was a nurse she was he was amputating a leg and he passed the leg to the nurse who was my mom and they got married Six weeks later, and they've been married um, for almost sixty years now. So wow, most people most people hand over flowers. Yeah, like a, yeah. Here's some toes. Exactly. Yeah, no, it was cool. 
And then, um, so I I was born in seventy one, and um, I grew up in Glasgow, um, in the west coast of Scotland, yeah. and then I went to university in, in Edinburgh, and I was studying biology or animal science. I wanted to be a vet was my sort of dream. Um, then I kept getting my exam results that that disagreed with my dream, so I started off doing animal science, and um, I was dating a girl um, in college who was doing business studies, and I was playing rugby with a bunch of guys who were doing business studies. I'm sort of thinking, you know, you guys are basically um, in class like, you know, two days a week, and I'm in five days a week writing lab reports till midnight. There's something wrong here. So, um, and also yeah. I, broke, I broke my leg playing rugby at the start of second year. Um, so I had changed course from biology to business studies and I had zero business experience and um, I'd broken my leg. So I couldn't go on the rugby tour at South America the next year. And I saw this old yellow or sort of yellow fluorescent poster with a handwritten sign on it saying sales and marketing experience in the USA come to the union at, you know, 6 p.m. So I went along and uh, I was on crutches because I'd broken my leg playing rugby. And there was two um, very attractive young ladies holding a presentation in their cat suits, which were the fashion at the time. And um, I had no idea what I was signing up for, but I thought I'd sign up anyway. <laughs> and then, <laughs> Don't that, we all. That was in November 1991. And... I was probably the, the worst recruit in the history of the company. I didn't turn up to anything until the May. Um, they'd been trying to get in touch with me to tell me that um, that I was no longer part of the program because <laughs> I hadn't got any training. And um, but they could, but I hadn't returned their calls. And <laughs> I turned up in May, uh, to um, to meet Sarah, and um, he's like, "Where have you been?" I said, "I've been." living life, been having fun. I'm a college student, what do you expect? You know? I'm like, um, my dad was going to a conference in or uh, Toronto um, just before sales school. So I said, like, I'm not going to come over with a team. I'm going to go to Toronto and hang out with my folks for a few days. And then I'm not taking <laughs> down from New York to Nashville. I'm going to fly down. I'll see you guys in sales school. So I, uh, I turned up at sales school on the Sunday night. I had a fax of the sales talk that I basically read on the plane down at Nashville, turned up with like bags of attitude, sat at the back of sales school with my arms crossed for five days, thinking this is just a load of cheesy crap and sat up drinking beer <laughs> at two in the morning every night by the pool. Um, oh, then, oh man, like uh, just everything you're not supposed to do at all. Yeah, yeah. And then um, Sarah, like, yeah, I almost, I almost had to reset sales school. Oh, but somehow managed to talk my way out of it. And then um, I sat with Sarah driving up to Indiana. Um, and then when I got to the field, um, I was kind of, uh, I was, I guess, energized. And I loved finding the headquarters for everyone. And um, I went out my first week and sold like 102 units. Um, and... <laughs> Then I sold 150 the next week. And then I can't even remember. I had like 160 the next week. And then I went down the next week. And then I had pneumonia for two weeks. Um, and I was like, so two zero weeks. 
Yeah, and then I came back and I sold 250, 320, and one sizzle in the last day. So that was my first summer. And I uh, went wow. to Gap, spent pretty much everything I made, um, and um, went, went on Sizzler and um, had a great time. And that was that's that. how to get you back. Yeah, I did. I remember I had a green tongue by the end of that first Sizzler because of the amount of uh, parting that we'd done in Egypt. And uh, <laughs> there was a young lady involved that week that helped me to come back as well. And, uh, you know, and then I brought a 10-person team. A recruiting came really easy to me. Um, DC flew over and I never forget, I picked them up at Edinburgh Airport and we drove to another campus because there was some other student manager at Edinburgh who was being a bit territorial. So I was like, great, we'll go to Stirling and I'll just recruit there. And I went and I think I signed up 25 people on my first day. Jeez. I remember I'd find out, you know, DC liked um, jazz music. So I had like Kenny G playing in the car for him or whatever. And uh, we had, I gave him a schedule when he landed. He's like, oh, wow, this, you know, this this guy kind of uh, is quite organized. And I was like, just doing what I thought anyone would do. And then, yeah, so I had a 10 person team that year. And then I had 53 in my organization the next year when I graduated. And, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't really think much of it. It was just like what I did, and, and I was ne- my my attitude towards Southwestern was very similar throughout my whole career. It was never the be all and end all for me. I I missed a lot of meetings. I had my did my own thing. I played rugby. I had my buddies outside Southwestern. I couldn't understand these people that thought it was the it was the be all and end all. I just thought that was a really strange attitude to have. It was all I thought it was all a bit strange, but it was a great way to make money and to have fun and to impact people and to teach them stuff. But it certainly was it was never the be all and end all for me all the way through through my career. Um wow. That's yeah. refreshing. That's refreshing. Because there's people who you know think that the only way to become a great recruiter is you have to like drink the whole Kool-Aid with all the sugar. And it's like, yeah, sometimes you just gotta do the things you gotta do you have good intentions to change people to, to really help people. And then it works out too. You know, that's you well, know. I had good philosophies. I had good beliefs and good principles. So I always, you know, did the right thing by my guys. Um, but I, I was not ever a company man, which probably manifested itself in the end. <laughs> <laughs> but I had a, I had a pretty good ride, um, you know, d- d- during it. Yeah, that's that's no doubt. Let me was, let me ask. Yeah, go on. I was going to ask you, like, as someone who recruited easily, because that's not easy for everyone. What 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 do you think was like the key, like what, or not the key? That's a stupid question. Like what what do you think helped you as much as it did? Was it was it the intentions? Was it the consistency? What 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 was your success in recruiting that really like you think you know helped you end up with such a large organization? Because you said five hundred, right? Five hundred people yeah. eventually. That's that was- that's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, it was awesome. Um, and it should have been a lot more. But that's another story. But anyway, um, I um, um, I worked hard. I worked really, really hard. Uh, you know, so e- even although I wasn't um, necessarily a company man, I, I, I had a phenomenal work ethic. Um, 
and I guess I was reasonably good at building relationships with people. <laughs> um, and you know, I, I that's something that I, I love people. You know, always have done. Um, and and um, you know, so that bit of it came easy. And I think people liked that I was natural. Um, mm. You know, I was, you know, I was never reading off a. A, a, a script or you know I was never I mean I followed all the stuff and I learned it all and I, I thought it was pretty good but I was never um, yeah I was never sort of overly I get, you know you get some student managers and sales managers who are, you know they're just really drinking the Kool-Aid and they're yeah exactly and uh, yeah that that was was not me you were not the robot. You just kind of you understood the principles. You understood the the the, the ideas, but you yeah. were able to make it you. You were able to be authentic, which seems to be I, a very a very a very like common thread. I also, the, some of the students I worked with might listen to this and think, "What well, a crock of shit!" You know, you, you were really in the southwestern, but I wasn't honest. Uh, <laughs> That's all right. Not everybody. I had, is. I had a great mentor, obviously DC. Um, yeah, DC is is the godfather to our eldest twin sons, and uh, remains a really great friend and uh, just a special human being. I mean, he's just one of the best people in the whole planet. Um, he's he's an, there's no one like DC. Um, no, <laughs> no, he he's, he's he's kind. He's funny. He's got such a great heart. And he let he was probably the only person on the planet that could manage me because he let me be me, and um, I, I, otherwise I, I don't think um, I think I would have been unmanageable for anyone with an ego. And he's got ZC has zero ego, um, so he he's just like, hey, you think that's what you should do? Do it, you know. Um, if you, you know, and, and also I was teachable, like, you know, so we played a lot of golf, uh, an awful lot of golf. Um, <laughs> and I would take the scorecard and I would write that, we, you know, we'd talk every hole, we'd be talking stuff. And he was, you know, he had a family and stuff by then. And I was a young single guy. So we would finish playing golf at Nashville Golf, you know, at like six or seven at night. He'd go home to his family and I'd go back to the office and start working. It, it, DC had so many ideas that you could not humanly implement them all and be effective. But I used to pick out the two or three ideas that I thought would work for us and then really hone in on them. And then the next week we would sort of develop them a bit more and we had a lot of fun. That 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 part of it, the, the sale, the you know, being a sales manager running the organization out in Nashville was was a great, that was really good fun. That's that's fantastic. Now, if you guys are interested, uh, Dave Coster's episode, DC's episode is number 78 on our list. Well, he was with us back in January. Feel free to go back and listen to that one. It was a great episode as well. It was great to catch up with Dave uh, with DC. And, and it was uh, it was a cool episode for sure. So make sure you catch on that. And then, um, okay, I have, one more, I have another question for you. And then we can get to the ponytails, which could be like your best story or whatever. Is that cool? We can, yeah. we can, we can have it wrapped up in an hour, as I promised, because I, I respect your time. Um, I next that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, well I, also, I don't think I've got anything interesting enough to say to, to take it much longer than that. That's fair. I mean, I ooh, we can still dig into some stuff. Um, maybe the ponytails question could be uh, about your working with with Chris Adams and like how like the things that you maybe like 
learn from that. Uh, I always like with people like yourself who had like a longer career and had a really successful recruiting and sales career. I always like asking about like the biggest lessons you've learned. But one one other question besides that, uh, the ponytails is, I, I also like to ask is you've seen a lot of pe- 500 people in your organization. You've seen people do really well in sales and you, you've seen people not do so well in sales. And so what, in your opinion, is the key to a successful salesperson? Uh, that that is it skill how much is it if you had two people who had the same skill same sales talk same background what would make one better than the other to at, at at production in your in your eyes or in your experience great question um work ethic is obviously high on my list because it's something that's important to me um the ability to listen and the ability to ask the right questions at the right time I think that's probably why you're very good at this and probably why you had such an exceptional first summer um, because it's knowing what questions to ask when and listening to the answers um, and letting people, you know, take you to where you need to be. I think there's, um, I mean, a bit of a cliche, but the ABCs of um, attitude, you know, having a, an absolute attitude of a champion that you believe you can do anything, um, belief in what you're doing, belief in in your product and belief in the fact that you're helping people and providing a service and conviction, you know, you've got to be absolutely convicted that, you know, you can achieve what you, what you set out to achieve in life. So I'd say that they're probably the, the X factors, um, you know, that, that, that I would identify, you know, and and people that are, you know, we're going to be successful. I, I was lucky in that I, I could typically tell how people were, were going to do within a, a fair degree of accuracy. Um, mm. And then, you know, there's there's also the the fact that you recruit people like you. And, and I was obviously reasonable, um, not so much my first summer, but I was reasonable in subsequent summers at selling and I hit more and I had the number one team in the world and all that type of stuff. So I, I was able to... Um, you know, to um, help find people that were like me. Mm. That's gold. First of all, thank you for the compliment. That makes me feel really nice. And it, especially coming from you, that's awesome. You but uh, there's no, there's no, I mean, most people that have asked that question, there's really no, they, at some point they refer to, maybe not in the first order, but at some point they refer to the work ethic. I feel like there's no shortcutting that in any venture. And so I feel like that's the biggest lesson there was just hey <laughs> you can be amazing you could have the talent but if you're not putting in the hours the effort yeah you're stuck you're gonna be stuck where where you are um damn that's really good that's really good all right all right so to stay true to you and to the hour that you've given me we're 50 minutes into this thing and we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna keep it at an hour because okay. you because i want to be uh, you know oh, wait, wait, we can go a little longer if you want it's fine i've enjoyed oh. that you know, so I need, else. The thing is, you know, I, I'm unfortunately getting a little bit older, so I need to get to my bed at a reasonable time. Yeah, you know, what time is it for you right now? It's only 9.42, but, you know. Uh, Got it. We'll go yeah. five minutes if we need to, if we if we need to. Absolutely. You know, I did, need to get my beauty sleep because, you know, try, try and keep the remaining hair that I've got from falling out. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, like, you know. Oh, wow. I've accepted. I've accepted it at this point. It's uh, the Oregon it's gone. candy right there. <laughs> 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 I 
this is a true story of how bad it is. Side note on this super tangent. My wife, we're watching Castaway. This is a few like a few weeks ago. We're watching Castaway, and there's a part where he's like cutting coconuts. He's like trying to open the coconuts. You've seen the movie, right? Castaway with, with Tom Hanks. I, I haven't, but oh okay. So he, Tom Hanks gets stranded on an island and he's trying to survive. So he's trying to open up a coconut with a rock. He can't get it, he can't get it. And he's just trying all these different ways. And she's so invested when she watches films that that she's like emotionally attached to it. And I'm just laying on the couch. She's like playing, you know, you're, sometimes your wife gives you some love, plays with your hair, right? So she's doing that. And she smacks my head because she was so invested in this. And I guess this reminded her of a coconut. So that's when I knew oh, well, it's, it's brown and hairy and round, you know, it's, <laughs> it's that's that's what it's like. Um, so that was a whole side tangent on, on hairlines, but you know what? Yeah. You can get your beauty sleep. We'll get you back on track on, on your sleep. Um, we can sneak into the, into the ponytail section of this is where, which is where like your best, if you have a couple of really, really good stories or, uh, and you can think about this as I do one, one last ad, uh, round, but really, really your favorite stories or your it, Lee McCroskey told us a time where he shit his pants, uh, selling books. You don't have to tell us that it could be a fun sizzler story that you have in Egypt, that you took um it could be the biggest lessons yvette keister she gave us like the biggest lessons that she had learned in her time uh or since then um think about those while i talk about some of our, our partners really quick and then uh we're out of here um of or chris adams though i want to hear about chris as well um as you're doing that we already talked a little bit about Enlight energy so i won't spend too much time on that julio hernandez and nick taverti are crushing it and uh and they are making quite a bit of money a sale every other week is going to get you guys six-figure income with Enlight energy uh reach out to them they are looking for people in any of the states uh in the u.s territories to uh sell some solar with they do they do a really good job with solar alex black was on our show talking about that as well uh big shout out as well to v designly they're doing uh they did our website uh, our merch by the time this airs our merch is out and live so you guys can get sweatshirts hoodies coffee mugs hats really fun things we have that our units t-shirt i was telling you robin you can get anywhere in the, in the world you can get this y-o-u-n-i-t-s units and then a ponytails podcast logo we have different colors of the units t-shirt if you guys want to go buy them there and if you need a website and you're in the united states you have a small business or a big business and you kind of need to pivot to make sure you get a more affordable website that has a lot of features reach out to us these guys are book guys from estonia and they did a great job with ours we're pretty happy about it um and then last but not least one more big shout out to greta huerta and cardinal senior benefits uh greta was the girl that originally got opened the door for us to have that partnership and it's been such a really cool blessing to have those guys on as part of our sponsorship team our jockeys and um you know she's she's the one that kind of led the way she broke the company record over there and uh, of course has been a big instrumental part on both their growth and ours as well so uh thank you guys so much they are doing a 500 bonus right now if you hire them they are i mean just doing a phenomenal uh stuff with building their culture and having a solid team they're obviously not affiliated with southwestern so that's one of the things that people have really liked about it <laughs> and so um it's your call on what you're doing if you want a switch into a flexible schedule that would be the place call us we'll get you in touch with them so anyway back to the show um did you come up with a couple of things in the meantime or or, or do i need to prod you for a couple of stories um you can probably prod me in a minute, but I, I, you know, you mentioned Chris. You know, it was he was a wonderful uh, human being, um, and and we worked together very very closely in the early years. Um, you know, Chris had built a phenomenal organization, 
um, in Estonia. Before that, he had to work really, really hard to be successful. If you look at his track record, um, you know, he he had had a couple of challenges with teams from the UK and, um, you know, he had actually used to come to my uh, kickoff meetings in Ardronig and bring his key people to them to try and, you know, learn from what we were doing and, you know, really help them. And and then they sort of cracked the, the nut of uh, Estonia and that just exploded and, um, you know, went exceptionally well with a lot of help from Andres and uh, some great people from over there, Beko and Ellen Coomber was a big part of that as well. Um, so, you know, the, he, he really, you know, and he scaled that and did, did, a, did a super, super job there. Uh, yeah, it's kind of sad in the, the, the later years. Um, we were both so busy with our own organisations and um, Chris was very aligned um, with Henry and I was very aligned with DC and we sort of sometimes saw things a little differently, um, you know, and that, that was kind of a shame because... That you know, you said for some of the lessons you look back at, you know, now looking at that situation, I'd be like, look, I actually did say this at the time, but I would have been more forceful about it, saying, you know, we all want the same things, so why don't we kind of figure out how we can do more of this together? Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, so that that was probably, um, you know, probably a lesson. But we had lots of great times, lots of great trips, lots of uh, phenomenal dinners with some great wine and. And some wonderful food over the years, and particularly when we used to do stuff together and um, our sizzlers together and things like that in the early years. So there's some really great, great memories uh, from there. And um, he was a, a, a super, super individual and a, and a great, great person. Um, so yeah, so that was kind of, um, you know, that that part of it and. Uh, you know, I think, you know, looking back as well, and this, this isn't just related to that, it's related to everything, is, you know, working in an organisation and, and, and you know, working with, with super talented people. As I look back at it, you know, I, I definitely benefited massively from working with Spencer um, and Jerry, and I've always been really good at learning and, and I guess, going up to older people and asking them for help. Um you know, probably towards the end of my career, that became more of a, when I, I guess I was in my early 40s and, um, you know, there was a little tension because of, of our telecoms business. Um, and, um, you know, if, if I'd really wanted to get things worked out, I could have done. Um, but I, I, I think now I would probably would go back and say, look, guys, everyone's been a little bit silly here. Why don't we just kind of take a, you know, 50,000 feet view of it rather than, you know, mm. trying to turn it into a pissing battle, which is essentially what happened, mm. <laughs> which is really daft, you know. It's just just not... Every, everyone would have, would have won and benefited from that, I think. Um, and then I thought of something else there when I was talking about that, but it went out of my head. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, and, and, and you know, the, the other fundamentals of, of sales are... You know, attitude, work ethic. Um, you, telecoms is a brilliant business to be in, and I, I, I'm, you know, I'm glad that I took some of that to Southwestern because when I was doing two roles between 2009 
and 2014. So I ran two circles, um, you're doing all our, our um, business to business com sales over here in the UK, and I ran my international group. Um, so it was an amazing time. Had two really, really full on roles, really enjoyed that. Um, but I said to the directors at a meeting in Dallas, I said, look, guys, we need to develop some type of subscription based income. And you know, the, 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 and I went through how the money works. You know, it's, it's ridiculous the amount of money that you can make in a subscription based business. It's just you make the sale once, you get paid forever. You sell books once, well, that's you. You maybe sell like a crappy annual at the end of the year. I don't think you do those anymore, but they were mm-hmm. like really horrendous products. But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, like, well, why don't we develop like an online homework tool? And we did. We developed, uh, I think it started off as called Southwestern Advantage and then Southwestern Edge or Swedge, Swedge it was. Yeah, it was Swedge, 2011. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They had a great team. They had Kate uh, Walker, who's a super in- incredible human. And she's Haley, amazing. Haley Price um, or Haley Devlin now, no, who was no. just phenomenal. And we, they, we really had a great thing going on that product. Um, and that I believe, you know, could have been a really, really good ongoing income stream if it had been done right. And then right around the sort of time of the axings in 2014, and that's when Lee left and Haley left and everyone else, or not everyone else, several other people who I consider to be really good um, left around then, Nate, and then Ritzer was soon after that. Um all for different reasons for me, I should clarify. Um, yeah. <laughs> but that, that Swedge product, or, you know, I had like the little furry guys, I can't even remember what they were called, you know, the orange one and the yeah. Lexi, the Lexi was one called Lexi. Squids, squids. Right. Is it, All that stuff, you know, that, that I really think could have been a massive wall of cash for Southwestern and a great tool for kids. They could have been taken globally. Um, and should have been taken globally um, and developed just a really, really good ongoing income stream. Um, yeah. You know, and, and a product that could have added value. You could, have, you know, there was talk, and, it, and sadly, it was just talk, and nothing happened about it. Was about where we could have, you know, for everyone we sold in America, we could have donated one in Africa, you know, to help, you know, help kids out there. Um, you know the, the 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 basis of the southwestern model, if if it could be adapted, is so so powerful, and 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 it could you know if you had someone in there with the right mindset and the right vision and they were willing to take a blank piece of paper and listen to all the phenomenal young people that I'm sure are still there, they could come up with a a business model that would actually really work and really be exciting, where you don't have to work. 70 or 80 hours a week. I mean, I, I've always been a hard worker, but some of the hours you, that I did in the big field were dangerous. Yeah, yeah they, they were dangerous. It's not good. Yeah, yeah, and we talked about this on the show before where it's like there's no reason if you have no appointments or if you're a first year, especially like, you know, where you have that first year that you're like, you're not not sharp, but you're also not extremely polished yet. So to send that person out at 7.30 in the morning or at 9 o'clock at night in the dark in Texas yeah. or something – not not smart you know like go home it's 
live literally to fight another day because you might like it, you know what I mean? And and so the scheduling and stuff like that, we've that's yeah, yeah on board, I, on board. Going back to like 1992 when the way you got in touch with your parents was by a payphone and, and airmail letters. Um, you know, it, yeah. that, the, even then they thought it was pretty crazy, but nowadays, if you, you know, these kids will be WhatsApping their parents every or whatever you guys use over there, I don't know what's that yeah. iMessage or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, every like 10 minutes, going, Mom, this is really shit. Like, I hate this. Okay, but once you've got like 500 text messages saying that type of thing, you're going to probably say, okay, we'll come home. Or what are you doing? You know, so there's there's so many um, ways that A, the program could be made better and B, you know, really sharp kids could be recruited because um, you'll be losing out on a lot of sharp kids by having the program set up the way it is just now. Um, yeah. But hey, you know what do I know? I I I, uh, I didn't make it through to uh, to be able to get to a thousand people. You know, uh, it's uh, it's some it's the the traditions and the model are the strength and weakness of the company itself. I feel like you know we've been around for 160 years and this is how we've done it. So this is what's going to work. Yes, but also no. You know you have to. There's a it's a, a two sides of the same coin. The longevity doesn't mean that it's going to continue to work. Part of the reason why it worked the way it did is because there was innovation and the lack thereof is going to always going to be a, an issue of growth and ability to kind of change with the times, which it always seems to be behind. You know what I mean? Um, so I don't know. That's, that's, I, I think that's what, that, that, that's what I'm getting from what you're saying. For example, the, yeah. they didn't use iPads to, to keep pre-approach until like 2017 2018 but there's been other door-to-door companies that had been using that same technology since 2010 since the ipad had come out you know so it's in those seven years that's a lot of money that you might have lost by not innovating fast enough because you're attached to this tradition of this is always work so it's going to continue to work maybe not maybe move on maybe change but well the, the world um you know has is changing so rapidly you know, at the moment, it's just incredible. You know, it's, there's never been um, as much change in the world as there has been the last three years. And the next three years, there'll be even more information, yeah. even more, you know, so it's, it's been able to to pick out, you know, what is the what are the salient pieces of information that are going to help you get to where you need to, to get to. So, um, you know, just being able to say, okay, well, where are we at? You know, what do we need to do to to take this to to a level that will be functional in twenty forty? You know, not yeah. looking at eighteen sixty or whatever it was. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Like at some point, we can't keep doing it this way. It's got to. It's gonna have to change. Yeah. So, well, uh, you know. So I, I, you know, I, I do hope that the company does well, and I do hope that um, the program endures. I, I, I think there's lots of ways that it could be done it could be done differently and it could be a global program as well. Um, Mm. You know, they could be duplicated um, very simply and and relatively low cost. Um, That's right. Yeah, so there there you go. Check out the big brain. I I, I actually don't usually, I don't think about it, but I I very rarely think about Southwestern 
So when I got your message, um, and then I spoke to you tonight, I'm like, well, okay, well, I better switch my southwestern brain back on. But that that's what my thoughts tonight would be. Um, well, on it. this has been great. I it's been an honor uh, to to have chatted with you. Did you have fun? Was this okay with you? Was this a worth yeah, a worthy it's hour? It, it, it is wonderful. I think you're doing a, you're doing a great thing. I'm listening to some. Um, some more podcasts when I'm cutting the lawn like those guys were when I was selling books and um, I'll get my my AirPods in and see what everyone's got to say. I'll, I'll be interested to hear it. You know, the best thing about Southwestern, as you know, and, it, and everyone, if anyone's still listening, everyone knows is uh, the people that you meet and the friendships that you make and they endure forever. We were in California in February and um you played golf with Brad Ledworth, who is just one of one of the best people on the planet. He's, it's just whatever you with Brad, you know you're gonna laugh, you know you're gonna have a great time. We saw Jerry in Oklahoma, which was amazing. We stayed with DC and Cindy um in Nashville, um, you know, when we were when we were there. Um, and that's just like a it's like, you know, home from home, you know. So um the people, the relationships, the friendships, um, you know, the, the, the ingrained skills that, that you do develop through uh, fortitude um, are, are, you know, they're, they're really, really good things. So, um, yeah, looking back, there's definitely a lot, lots of positives. There's a few war wounds and a few scars, um, but there's also an awful lot of good things. And, and you know, I, I only wish anyone who's doing it the very best and, just hope they have good, safe summers, and you know, remember that they are not their units. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That is correct, and I think that's a good bow to put on this one for sure. So, with that, um, we'll leave it at that. You know, by the way, you're welcome back anytime. So, if you ever have other thoughts, or if you just want to talk, even if you don't want to talk about Western, you want to talk telecom stuff, or you want to talk rugby, you want to talk football, uh, you're you're always a welcome guest on the show. Uh, you know, just ring a bell. You got my, you got my contact. So we'll get you back on the air whenever you want. Um, Thank you, Andres. So. I, I really appreciate that. Like I said, I, I never ever. This is another weird thing about me. I never ever had book dreams ever. Like even when I sold books, oh. never had book mares after it. I, I, I genuinely don't think I cared enough. Um, about, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it wasn't. It, it was a joke. It was what I did. You know, I kind of loved it, but it wasn't. <laughs> It wasn't like it wasn't going to affect my life in any major way, um. So it's been really nice to actually think about it for a little while and talk about it and, um, and um, yeah, been been great fun. I think you're doing a great thing with your podcast, and I, I really wish you a lot of success and and um, look forward to you know to seeing it growing and developing in all the different ways that it can and um. Uh, your business trip sounds phenomenal. If I was, You're welcome to come. Well, you know, if I was 15 years younger, um, I might, <laughs> I might think about doing that. But no one really wants to see a fat old guy on the beach. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, 401 Atlantic trips. We could, you know, it could be cooler. It's it's nice to relive his youth. But I think for now. Uh, for the generation below me, that'd be a great thing. Yeah, maybe I can organize like um, some sort of geriatric sizzler trip. Um, <laughs> you know, people over fifty that have to pee twice a night and stuff like that. You know, different different criteria. 
<laughs> we'll call it we'll call it Gizzler, geriatric sizzler. <laughs> oh man. Well, just so you know, the next one will be in Bulgaria. So it's a little closer to you uh than to us for sure. But you know, maybe we could do here's what we could do. Uh Simon, uh, I don't know if you ever or he's known as Tremislav. Suave uh, Stanists. He's from uh, Poland, big big European name back in the day in like mid two thousand. So he might be familiar with Simon. But um, anyway, he uh, suggested that he sponsors his episode. Either is going to air also in June, so I don't know if it'll be before or after this one. But he said that he'd sponsor us going out there and like making a tour and like interviewing people in person throughout Europe. And so maybe we could do an event in Europe where we get some alumni. Who live in 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 Glasgow? You're in Glasgow now, or Edinburgh? Edinburgh. Edinburgh but, um, okay, I've been to both. Be Love both. That'd be really good. And actually, um, being the team built the organisation in Bulgaria in the 2003 onwards, uh, they're great kids. Really amazing guy called Vasil Chakardakov, and he's lovely. Yeah. Laura, run it. Laura. Um, Laura, Laura's going to be on the show in June as well. There's, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So she's either already aired by the time the people listen to this or she's coming up. Yeah. Well, tell, yeah she's tell, awesome. Tell Superwoman that Superman said hi. <laughs> I will. <laughs> the European kids, they love you. And then Radoslav is working on that historical park in Bulgaria. That's where we're going to do the Bizzler, which is going to be exciting. So if you, and if you guys haven't heard about that, it's a crazy idea to go listen to our episode 77 right before DC's episode, all about the details on that. It's a crazy park that they're building historically of the Bulgarian history and all that stuff. So we'll be out there. Yeah, just make sure you cut your life insurance all up to date before you go to Bulgaria. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's amen to that. So especially, especially now, especially more recently. Yikes! Oh yeah, yeah, that's that bit. That, yeah. That's an added bit of spice. They were always there, though. You heard about guys. the little chap in Russia who thinks he's so great. He's uh, wreaking havoc in that area, in you know the Eastern Europe side. So, ugh. but I will, I will go visit you. I'll go see you in Edinburgh. We can have another beer. Yes, can, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, like I'm, I'm coming. Well, I look forward to meeting you. That'll be great. That's right. Awesome. Well, um, guys, my name is Andres Gamboa. We've been with Robert Mukherjee, uh, absolute legend of the book field and beyond. And so, thank you so much for the authenticity, for your honesty, uh, and for you know your open mindedness to being on the show. And it's it's been a lot of fun. So, hope you guys enjoy this one. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Uh, keep an eye out for more. Uh, uh, ways that you can support ways that you can stay connected make sure to share subscribe follow us on instagram all of that jazz we'll see you in the next one bye everybody see ya